Private Consultation Part 2 of the Opticians series Written by Appleseeds Read by Literarian Summary It's one year later and Aziraphale's eye test is due and of course Crowley is going to do it. Some rather unprofessional behavior in the consultation room ensues, but Aziraphale is wary of the CCTV camera pointing at them. Aziraphale sat alone in the consultation room, wriggling in the chair to get comfortable. The door opened and Crowley stepped inside, possibly looking even more incredible than usual. His black trousers were as tight as always, and even after 12 months of beholding Crowley's legs encased in them, Aziraphale was still not entirely immune to their effects, although at least he'd had the opportunity to learn how to manage it. Somewhat, anyway. Crowley was wearing a burgundy shirt today, with his tight white lab coat over it, making him look very professional and extremely tempting. Hi, Aziraphale. Nice to meet you. I'm Crowley. I'll be doing your eye test today. He addressed Aziraphale formally, glancing up at him briefly before turning his attention to the clipboard containing the results of his preliminary tests. I think we might have met before. You look rather familiar, Aziraphale joked. Nah, I just have one of those faces. Well now, that certainly couldn't be any further from the truth. Perhaps you're the one who needs your eyes examined. Aziraphale and Crowley grinned at each other, but were interrupted by a knock on the door of the consultation room. The door opened slightly, and Anathema poked her head around. We're all finished out here. Are you sure you're okay locking up on your own? I won't be on my own. Crowley smirked back at her, and Anathema narrowed her eyes briefly before turning to smile at Aziraphale. Hi, Aziraphale, nice to see you, she offered politely before turning her attention back to Crowley and pointing an accusatory finger at him. You behave yourself. See you tomorrow. The door clicked shut behind her, and Aziraphale could hear Anathema's voice shouting, Come on, Newt, he wants to be alone, in the distance, which made Crowley laugh. I didn't realize we would be alone, Aziraphale noted. Crowley winked at him and crossed the room, taking a seat on his wheelie stool. When the letter had come indicating that Aziraphale's yearly eye test was due, Crowley had insisted on performing the examination himself. He had even booked Aziraphale in for the last appointment of the day, 
promising to take him out for dinner afterwards to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the day they first met right here in this very room. Aziraphale watched as Crowley loaded up his information on the computer, remembering back to a year ago how nervous and flustered he'd felt. It was so nice to just be able to openly watch Crowley now, and Aziraphale had actually been really looking forward to this. The opportunity to see Crowley at work for the first time since they'd started their relationship. He certainly felt much more relaxed this time. So, any problems since your last eye test? Crowley began formally. No, you know I haven't had any problems. Any changes to your medical information? Crowley continued, his attention on the computer screen. No, I do think I would have told you. Are you taking any medication? Crowley, you don't have to ask me these things. You already know the answers. Crowley glanced over and looked at him quizzically before turning back to the screen. I have no idea what you're talking about, Mr. Fell, he replied, and Aziraphale frowned. Oh, there's a note on your record here. It says that last time you came for an eye test, your pupils were unusually large. I'm sure it's nothing to worry about, but I'd better check to see if there's been any change. Aziraphale's heart fluttered at the memory of Crowley typing that note and how he'd been so embarrassed about who might see it and what they might think. He had to remind himself that he didn't need to be embarrassed about outward signs that he was attracted to his boyfriend. Crowley! Crowley wheeled his stool in front of Aziraphale and leaned in close to inspect his eyes, apparently undeterred by Aziraphale's admonishing glare. He came closer and closer, attentively studying his eyes, and rested his hands gently on Aziraphale's forearms, so close now that their noses almost brushed together. It was extremely tempting to close what little distance remained between them and kiss him, but Aziraphale decided that he shouldn't really do that while Crowley was at work. No change, Crowley announced, drawing back. And you have no idea what might be causing this? I should think it's rather obvious, Crowley. Oh? Well, you did say last time that our pupils dilate when we see someone we find attractive. I'm sorry, are you saying that you find me attractive? Crowley asked seriously, his arms folded across his chest. Aziraphale's eyebrows knitted together. I should hope that doesn't come as a surprise. I'm not sure that's entirely appropriate, Mr. Fell. I am working, after all. Oh, stop it, Crowley! 
I'll have you know this is a professional working environment. I'll delete this note off your record, though, as if that's the only reason for the dilation of your pupils, then it isn't something we really need to be concerned about. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Aziraphale murmured bashfully, feeling a little frustrated. He couldn't understand why Crowley was pretending not to know him. Presumably he thought it was funny, but Aziraphale didn't really get it. Right, I'm going to start with the eye health check first this time, okay? It's going to get dark, but then I'll turn on the light on the slit lamp. I know what to expect, Crowley. I have this done every year. Crowley pulled the apparatus around so that it sat between them, and this time Aziraphale wasn't as pleased for the barrier between them as he had been twelve months ago. After a year together, Aziraphale still wanted to be close to Crowley as much as possible. He found it impossible to walk side by side with him without reaching out to take Crowley's hand or to approach him from behind without wrapping his arms around his waist or to rest his head on Crowley's shoulder when they cuddled up on the sofa watching television. Crowley wiped the equipment down and then reached over to switch off the lights, plunging them into almost total darkness for a few seconds. Aziraphale felt Crowley's hand on his thigh, which he squeezed gently, before the bright light of the lamp flickered into life. Aziraphale gasped and shifted in the chair. Professional working environment indeed, Aziraphale muttered. Is something wrong? Crowley asked innocently in his damned customer service voice. Aziraphale narrowed his eyes, then glanced up into the corner of the room above the door. There was a CCTV camera pointed right at him. Perhaps that was why Crowley had felt the need to ask all of the standard questions expected of him, or to behave professionally, or to appear to, at least. No, nothing at all. Glad to hear it. Crowley started adjusting the light source, and Aziraphale watched him, a fond smile tugging at his lips. Crowley instructed him to place his chin against the rest, which he did, bringing them close together again. Crowley used one eye to look through the eyepiece, fixing the other on Aziraphale. Look straight ahead for me. Crowley murmured softly and slowly, his voice barely more than a whisper. Crowley moved his stool forward slightly, his knee brushing against Aziraphale's. Aziraphale's breathing hitched. You are right. Absolutely. Aziraphale croaked. Despite the dim light in the room, Aziraphale saw Crowley lick his lips. He knows exactly what he's doing, doesn't he? Perfect. Now look left. 
Crowley's knee pressed harder against Aziraphale as the apparatus emitted a series of gentle clicks, Crowley taking his time examining Aziraphale's eye. Aziraphale had never known an optician take this long before, and his stomach lurched. Is there a problem? he asked nervously. Hmm? You're taking a really long time. Have you seen something wrong? No, no, you're fine. I'm just being thorough. Crowley reassured him, his voice a low rumble that sent shivers down Aziraphale's spine. Perhaps Crowley just remembered that he'd had to rush through this part of the test a year ago on account of Aziraphale being so apparently nervous about it. Now look right. He was still speaking in that gravelly, hushed tone of his, and Aziraphale squirmed slightly in the chair. This situation, being alone with Crowley but unable to touch him, given the camera pointing at them, was having unexpected side effects. Wonderful, you're doing so well, Crowley praised, and Aziraphale's breathing quickened. It was difficult to see clearly with a bright light shining in one of his eyes, but he could discern that Crowley was grinning slyly. Aziraphale swallowed thickly. Now look up for me, and you'll just feel me touching your eyelid. Crowley used his thumb to gently pull down Aziraphale's lower lid to get a better look at his eye while his fingertips grazed Aziraphale's neck and then crept up into his hair, threading in between them. Aziraphale gasped quietly. Excellent, Crowley murmured. Now look down. You'll feel my thumb on your upper eyelid this time. Aziraphale drew in a breath and looked down. Crowley wheeled his stool even closer and pinned one of Aziraphale's knees firmly between his own. Heat was simmering deep in Aziraphale's belly and he wriggled again in the chair, keeping his head still against the rest. He hadn't expected to be affected like this, but there was just something about the situation. They were completely alone in the building, and Crowley looked ridiculously handsome, as always, and it was augmented somehow by the addition of his tight-fitting white lab coat, which made him look ever so professional, even if he was behaving less than professional just now. Crowley was sitting so incredibly close that Aziraphale could feel his warm breath on his cheek, but knowing he couldn't actually touch him turned out to be strangely stimulating. Crowley used his thumb to gently lift Aziraphale's upper eyelid, his warm fingers travelling up into Aziraphale's hair, tenderly brushing it back away from his forehead with gentle, rhythmic strokes. 
He knows I love that. This isn't fair. Once again, Crowley took his time examining Aziraphale's eye and continued running his fingers through his hair. Presumably, he thought that his activities would be concealed from the camera as a result of the posture he'd taken, although Aziraphale wasn't so sure. His muscles tensed and Crowley withdrew his hand. Now look at me. Crowley whispered softly, and Aziraphale flicked his gaze up to focus on Crowley. He really was absolutely stunning, and the strange illumination from the slit lamp cast interesting shadows over his face. That's it, Aziraphale. Perfect. Keep looking right at me. Aziraphale licked his lips, and his breathing quickened even more. Your eye looks perfect, Crowley smiled. Thank you, Aziraphale replied, his voice catching slightly. Ready for the other one? Yes. Good, Crowley murmured, keeping his voice soft and low, still almost a whisper. He was obviously doing it on purpose, and it was certainly having the intended effect. Crowley adjusted the eyepiece to look into Aziraphale's other eye. Look straight ahead, Crowley began, and Aziraphale did so, adjusting his position in the chair, his knee rubbing against Crowley's in the process, sending a spark of electricity coursing up his thigh and into his abdomen. His heart was beating hard in his chest, possibly in an attempt to counteract the fact that all the blood it tried to circulate seemed to end up gathering in one place. Now look left, Crowley continued, his hand settling on Aziraphale's left thigh. Aziraphale tensed and stifled a whine in the back of his throat, forcing himself to remain still. Crowley's actions now were certainly out of view of the camera, but any vocal response from Aziraphale might still be picked up. He didn't want Crowley to get into trouble. Crowley continued making adjustments to the light source with one hand, while the other crept further and further up Aziraphale's thigh, his fingertips brushing lightly over the growing bulge in Aziraphale's trousers. Aziraphale whimpered softly and closed his eyes. I'm going to need you to keep your eyes open for me, Crowley whispered, retracting his hand slightly and squeezing Aziraphale's thigh. Sorry, Aziraphale croaked. That's quite all right. I remember from last time that you get nervous about this. Don't worry, I'll take good care of you and you're doing so well. Just relax as much as you can for me, 
Crowley whispered, his hand creeping higher again. Aziraphale sucked in a deep breath. That's it. Perfect. Now look right. Aziraphale shuddered and forced his gaze to the right. Crowley used one hand to shift the light source and the other he repositioned on Aziraphale's right knee. Look up. A little pressure on your eyelid, just like before. This time, not only did Crowley slide his fingers into the hair at Aziraphale's nape, but he wrapped them around it and tugged gently. Aziraphale squirmed and bit down on his lower lip. And look down. Crowley's left hand reached out to lift Aziraphale's upper eyelid, and Aziraphale was distracted from him gently smoothing his hair again by the fingernails of Crowley's right hand lightly scratching up and down the inside of his thigh. Now look at me. Crowley beamed at him and winked before pressing his eye once again to the eyepiece. Lovely. Crowley adjusted the light source and then let both hands drop down, trailing their way up from Aziraphale's knees, along his thighs and over his hips, where they settled. Crowley squeezed his hips and slipped his thumbs under the fabric of Aziraphale's waistcoat, smoothing them back and forth over his shirt. Aziraphale could feel the warmth of Crowley's hands even through the material and arched his back slightly, leaning into Crowley's touch. Crowley gripped his hips firmly in response and Aziraphale gritted his teeth, his eyes involuntarily squeezing shut. Keep your eyes open, please, sir. Crowley, please, Aziraphale begged in hushed tones, pressing himself down against the chair, desperately seeking friction. Crowley withdrew his hands and pushed the apparatus out of the way, but Aziraphale prayed that Crowley himself wouldn't move just yet, as he was the only thing blocking the camera's view of the situation that had developed in Aziraphale's trousers. Crowley deactivated the lamp and a few seconds later the light of the projector came on, providing some illumination although the room was still only dimly lit. Good news. Your eyes are an absolutely perfect help. Crowley smiled. Aziraphale was pleased to hear that, but his primary focus was on steadying his breathing. Good. Thank you for being so... thorough. Crowley grinned. I'm a professional. You're not still feeling nervous, are you? I'm fine. You sure? Your breathing seems a little fast. Crowley teased, causing Aziraphale to flinch, 
aware that this was being recorded. Maybe a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do to make you feel more comfortable? Anything that might help you relax? Crowley's gaze drifted down momentarily to the bulge in Aziraphale's trousers before their eyes locked and Aziraphale tried to silently plead with him, although what he was pleading for Crowley to do, he wasn't quite sure. Is it something I've done that's made you feel so tense? You're holding yourself very... Rigidly. Crowley, please. I'm fine. I think I know what you need. Crowley drawled, then slipped off his wheelie stool and straddled Aziraphale in the chair. Crowley! Shh, I know how to help you relax. Crowley whispered in his ear before moving his lips lower to kiss Aziraphale's neck just above the collar of his shirt. Crowley, there's a camera up there, Aziraphale hissed. Crowley withdrew slightly and turned to look into the corner of the room above the door. Well, yeah, of course there is. You wouldn't want me to be alone in here with any old random people without at least a camera in the room to make sure I was safe, would you? Crowley turned back to him, lips and tongue finding their way to his throat while his fingers worked on undoing his bow tie. Crowley started grinding his hips against Aziraphale, who threw his head back and tightly gripped the back of Crowley's lab coat. No, of, of course not, he panted, losing himself in the sensation of Crowley's hot mouth on his skin. But what if someone sees us? Crowley chuckled, his warm breath grazing over Aziraphale's neck. <laughs> Don't worry, Angel. I switched the camera off. You did what? Only just before you got here, and I'll turn it back on afterwards, I promise. The camera's off? Mm-hmm. Crowley confirmed, and if he had been about to say anything else, it was lost, as Aziraphale grabbed hold of the lapels of his lab coat, pulling him closer until Crowley's lean body was pressed tightly against him, claiming his mouth in a searing kiss. Aziraphale released his grip and trailed his hands down the front of Crowley's shirt, frantically tugging at it, trying to find his way underneath. Crowley chuckled against his mouth. <laughs> Enjoyed that part of your eye test, did you? He teased. You're a demon, temptation incarnate, 
Aziraphale growled, one hand finding its way into Crody's hair as he tried to draw him into another kiss. Crowley laughed softly and then obliged, their lips finding each other once again, Aziraphale sighing against Crowley's mouth. Eventually, Aziraphale's brain reactivated and he tilted his head away, furrowing his brow. Wait a moment. If the camera was off, why were you pretending not to know me and asking me all those ridiculous questions? <laughs> it's called roleplay, Angel. Crowley chuckled, scooting back slightly and running a hand affectionately through Aziraphale's hair. What do you mean? Well, you know... Crowley offered by way of explanation. Aziraphale frowned and shook his head. Pretending we don't know each other, like we're meeting for the first time. It's fun. Crowley grinned and returned his attention to kissing the sensitive spot beneath Aziraphale's ear. But I didn't like it when I didn't know you. I was ever so nervous last year, Crowley, as you astutely deduced yourself. Well, now you know you have nothing to be nervous about. Crowley growled in his ear. When I walked in here last year and saw you sitting there, I swear to all that is holy and unholy, I had never seen anyone so gorgeous in my life. Crowley! Aziraphale huffed, still struggling to accept Crowley's admiration even after all these months. Would I lie to you? Crowley asked, tilting his head and pouting. Aziraphale softened. No, of course not. When Anathema gave me the crepes you'd brought back for me from the food festival, I pulled a muscle in my face from grinning so much. <laughs> you did not. Aziraphale chuckled, and Crowley shrugged. Nearly did. I couldn't believe you would do that for me. I was gutted I was busy doing a test when you came back. Ah, uh, well, actually, I hid outside the shop until I could see you weren't there. Crowley burst out laughing. <laughs> Oh, Angel, Aziraphale, I love you so much, <laughs> so much. Crowley abruptly stopped laughing and his expression became fierce. He pulled Aziraphale roughly against him, slotting their lips together and running his tongue along Aziraphale's bottom lip, demanding entrance, grinding his hips against Aziraphale once again. Aziraphale moaned into Crowley's mouth, and Crowley pressed himself even harder against him in response. Do you still have your heart set on getting dinner after this? 
Crowley grunted against his throat. I've been looking forward to it all day. The dessert menu in particular looks scrumptious. Aziraphale replied enthusiastically, momentarily distracted from the sinful movement of Crowley's hips by the thought of food. Right, in that case... Crowley began, shuffling backwards until he was once again seated on his wheelie stool. Let's get on with your eye test, shall we? Our reservation isn't until seven, my dear. Aziraphale pointed out, mourning the loss of Crowley from his lap. He reached out for him, but Crowley scooted away slightly on his stool. Not enough time for what I want to do with you. Crowley winked, tucking his shirt back into his trousers and smoothing down his hair. Oh, perhaps later? You can count on it. Crowley grinned, cupping Aziraphale's cheek and leaning forward to give him one more tender kiss. They both behaved themselves while Aziraphale put on his reading glasses for Crowley to check he could still read the smallest text on the card, and then Crowley picked up the remote control for the projector and pressed a button to display the letters for the distance vision test. Aziraphale squinted at the screen. Is something wrong? Crowley asked. No, it's just... you've changed the letters. Yeah, your records show your distance vision has always been excellent, so I started to wonder whether you'd memorize them all. That's absurd. So you haven't memorized them all? Well, of course I have, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't be honest and say if I couldn't read them comfortably. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's different when we're reading something and we already know what it says. Our brains fill in the gaps. Go on, I'm sure you'll do fine. Aziraphale was unjustifiably nervous, but made it through the first screen of letters without issue. You're doing great, Angel. Crowley praised softly, and Aziraphale started to feel a little bit squirmy again. Crowley switched the screen over. Aziraphale was relieved to discover he could, in fact, read all of the letters very comfortably, even the sneaky little row at the bottom that you didn't need to be able to read in order to pass the test. He smiled smugly to himself. That's perfect. Just a couple more screens with different letters to make absolutely sure. Oh, Crowley, is that really necessary? Humor me. The screen flicked over and Aziraphale cast his eyes over the letters. His heart swelled in his chest. Crowley... Read the letters for me, Mr. Fell. 
Well, since they seem to spell out words, would it be all right if I were to just read the words? I suppose I can agree to that. Aziraphale huffed and squirmed with embarrassment, although it was rather sweet, really. I love you, Aziraphale, he read out, feeling very silly. Very good. Crowley grinned, leaning in to kiss him again. Just one more now and then we can go and get dinner, I promise. The screen flicked over and a new set of letters were displayed and Aziraphale quickly deduced once again that they actually spelled out words. He felt all of the air rush out of his lungs. Yes, definitely, Crowley. Nope, that's not what it says, I'm afraid. Let's try some different lenses, Crowley said thoughtfully, picking up the hideous plastic frames from in front of the computer and opening them up, poised to fit them onto Aziraphale's face. Crowley! Aziraphale chided, glancing back towards the letters on the screen. I think we should move in together. His heart swelled once more. Stop it! Come here! Aziraphale reached out for Crowley, who grinned, tossed the test glasses aside and fell into his arms, straddling Aziraphale on the chair again. Aziraphale pulled him into a tight hug. I love you so much! Aziraphale mumbled into his neck, overwhelmed with emotion and fighting against the tears gathering in his eyes. I know, Angel. I love you too, Crowley murmured, pressing tender kisses to Aziraphale's cheek. I can't wait to live with you. I assume I passed the test. Aziraphale smiled and Crowley nodded. Then perhaps we could go for a walk before dinner? Have a look in the window of some estate agents? That sounds perfect. Crowley snuggled as close as he could to Aziraphale as they held on to each other and they stayed like that for a while in a state of absolute contentment bathed in the gentle illumination from the projector. That was by far the best eye test Aziraphale had ever had, and it had certainly given him some interesting ideas for things to do with Crowley later. The End <music>